Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. Welcome to On Your Way to Work. I'm your host, Rick Wittett. It's an honor to spend a few minutes with you, whether you're in your car, at your desk, or in the parking lot, dreading to go into the workplace today. I feel you. Listen, my friends, a promotion, it's a process. It's a journey. That's why they call it a career path. And this is the only show, only, only one, talking exclusively about the path from your current job to your future promotion. Trust me, you're already on a path. So do not take where you're working now, that little old job you got. Don't take it for granted. It's connected to where you want to be. And today, I'm going to help you get a little closer to there. So as always on this show, we talk about things that specifically are related to the worker, not the boss, not the entrepreneur, but the worker in the workplace, uh, whether that's uh, in corporate America, whether that is in uh, Main Street America with small businesses. Uh, those are the uh, people we talk to on this show, not the boss, not the manager, but you, the worker on the workplace floor. Uh, and we recently uh, had a recent episode where we talked about workplace engagement and how uh, worldwide only about 13% of the workplace is actually engaged. Uh, and in the U.S. and uh, Canada, that's the highest uh, in the country, in the, in the world. Uh, they were at a roughly uh, 29, 30% engaged. Well, I have a little bit more for you around engagement. As, as we dig into another study uh, on Gallup, a part of that study we referenced last week, again, go to gallup.com, uh, and you can find this information there. I, I found something that just was baffling to my mind, and so I want to talk about it. Workplace engagement by education. So what was interesting to see is that Americans employed with a college degree are less likely to be engaged at work than their respective peers with a high school education or less. Now, I found that a little uh, odd. It just didn't really seem to make sense. Let me tell you how the stats broke out. Uh, If you were a college grad uh, you were 28% engaged. So 28% of college grads were engaged. If you were in tech school or some college, uh, 29, you know, almost 30% of you were engaged. And if you had a high school diploma or less, 32, almost 33% of you were engaged. So it just seems odd that Uh, someone with less than a high school diploma would actually be more engaged in their work than someone 
with a college degree. Uh, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I, I, got, I got some opinions on that. I got some thoughts on that. And I think there are things that I have seen in over a couple of decades in the workplace, things that I've seen that actually can really dampen or hamper your ability to navigate your career path and manage your career effectively. So on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about how your education works at work, how your education works at work. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Attention all workers. What are you dealing with in the workplace? Are you unsure of the next step to take in your career path? Are you debating the pros and cons of continuing with your current employer? Or do you seem to have hit a wall in the development of your career? For resources, check out the community at facebook.com slash rawitted. Tweet us at rawitted. And if you have a burning question that you just need an in-depth answer on, email us at rick at rawitted.com and we'll try to answer that question on air in the form of a house call. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you're enjoying the show. Welcome back. You're listening to On Your Way to Work. This is your host, Rick Wittit. How your education works at work. And so on the other side of the break, I talked about if you have a high school diploma or less, you are 32.7% engaged at work, or 32.7% of you are engaged. If you have a tech school or some college, uh, 29.6% of that population is engaged. And it just keeps going down. When you get a college degree, if you're a college graduate, 28.3% of you are engaged. So why is it that Americans with a college degree are less likely to be engaged at work than their respective peers with less of a educational background? Well, I, I think primarily it's because of being less likely to strongly agree with this statement. And this was one of the statements in the Gallup study. At work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. So this was one of the questions asked in the Gallup study. At work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. Do you strongly agree with that? Uh, and down the line. And so that seemed to be the primary trigger for college grads to not be engaged in the workplace a little bit more than those with a degree. Now, again, the definitions used for engaged or not engaged or actively disengaged in this Gallup poll uh, were broken down this way. So if you were engaged as an employee, you're involved in and enthusiastic about your work. Those who are not engaged are satisfied with their workplace, but not emotionally connected to them. So these employees are less likely to put in that discretionary extra effort to go above and beyond, etc. And then those workers categorized as actively disengaged are emotionally disconnected from their work and the workplace, and they will jeopardize the performance 
of their team. So a larger percent statistically of those with a college graduate degree are less likely to be as engaged as those with less or uh, no college background or educational background. Now, this really is a uh, conundrum for the American workplace. Here's why. An increasingly educated workforce is what we have, and that's expected to bring many benefits to the U.S. economy. But it looks like having a college education isn't necessarily enough to feel engaged on the job. Why? And so I have a couple theories. Uh, This is my opinion in my show, so I'm allowed to to give my opinion. And I think these these things these my theory i think there are three things that um, are causing this and these are also three things that can be dangerous to your career uh, and how you manage your career if you're not careful so let me share number one uh, one of the reasons i believe um, you're less likely to be engaged if you've got a college education here it is one Education typically gears us towards a specialization or a specific focus, right? Uh, Two, education doesn't do a great job of teaching students the interdisciplinary uses of that specific skill set or major that they're learning. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then three, listen, impatience and entitlement, they're real, and none of us are immune to their temptation. So first, uh, education gears us toward a specialization or a specific focus. Here's the problem with that. Not all jobs, definitely not the entry-level positions that you will likely get when you first come out of your, uh, your college or your education. Not all jobs focus specifically on one thing. In fact, in this economy, in this environment, companies know this. Greater efficiencies come by trying to effectively accomplish a group of things simultaneously. So there are not a lot of specialist jobs, you know, in the in the in the workplace. Most entry level positions that you take as you enter the workplace, you will be a generalist. You'll do a lot of different things in one role. And it's very likely that most of those things that you do aren't directly and specifically connected to what you learned in college uh, uh, as you worked on achieving your degree. So not all jobs uh, are specialist, specific jobs. There are some, don't get me wrong. And you know, while I'm on that subject, you know, if, if it's really about being connected very specifically to what you want to do, um, then you probably want to find some highly specialized field, highly, highly specialized field. I think of one of the top paying major uh, majors out there, petroleum engineering. There's not a bunch of them. There's just few of them. And when they come out, they do exactly what they went to school for, and they get paid a ton because of the economic principle of supply and demand, there's only few of them in supply. And so the demand for them are greater. They get a lot more money, but they do specifically what they were educated to do. So barring that, right, that kind of leads to the second point of, you know, this, you know, the fact that education specialize in a specific focus, right? 
Most of us study what we like best, but our passion for a specialized field won't always play out immediately in the workplace. Like I said, you will tend to enter the workplace in a position that is more generalist, right? Maybe there is a specialty sitting at the top of that workplace's pyramid, but there is a very wide, generalized base to that pyramid that you start at. And you will work your way up, up, up. And the further you work your way up, the more specialized you will become. But, you know, one of the reasons that, you know, people with a college education, with an educational background are less likely to be engaged at work is because their education pursuit taught them, you know, um, to really focus in on this specialized area. It doesn't matter what it is, whether your major was, you know, English literature or anything else. Um, You may have thought you were going to come out and write you know, literature, right? And yet you had to come out and teach first. And uh, and so you're not as enthused about as you might have thought you would have been. So that's because you were really specialized in your focus. By the time you got to your 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 um, your junior and senior year, you were, you were like right into your area of study, your major focus. And when you came out, what you found was a job that was much more generalized than your specific area of focus. Second reason that those with a college degree are less likely to be engaged, because education doesn't do a great job of teaching the students the interdisciplinary uses of their specific skill or their major. I'll just use me for an example. So I was a American studies and political science double major, went to school at Stetson University, go Hatters. Um, I was an American studies and political science double major with a communications background. I ended up in banking. Uh, I ended up in banking because I thought I wanted to be an attorney until I did an internship in Washington, D.C. at the state attorney's office and said, I'll never be an attorney. I don't want to be an attorney. Went back and yeah, a few of my friends had applied uh, in a management program in, in a specific bank um, that's no longer around. And so, okay, I went and I applied for it. And I knew what they were making coming out and thought, wow, it's a good salary. Might as well buy my time and start there. And when I interviewed, I wasn't a business major. I didn't have a business background. Yeah, I went later on to get my MBA, but but I didn't initially. And I remember something that I said to the guy interviewing me. Uh, I said, you know, I got to be honest with you, you know, and this was after probably 35, 40 minutes of talk, and uh, we really hit it off well. I said, I just got to tell you, I I don't know much about business. I I really don't know anything about business. And what he said to me really has shaped, um, you know, my my career. It really has. He said, doesn't matter what you know about business. He said, talking to you, you know people. And, And banking is about people. And people don't do business with banks. People do business with people. That stuck with me. Many years and a lot of grays later, I really understand that what I did learn pursuing my, my degree in politics uh, or political science and my, my, uh, my communications minor and American studies, you know, the cultural study of America, that, that specific field taught me 
how to focus in on people. It taught me how to communicate with people. That specific field, just pursuing that degree, also taught me a study ethic, an ethic to learn. I learned a lot of different behaviors that were clearly transferable in banking. And you would think they have nothing to do with each other. What's the point? The point is our major educational focuses taught us a lot of behaviors that could be applied in any space out there. And so I think education, uh, and I hope some schools are listening, we don't do a great job of showing how whatever your degree is, that degree has interdisciplinary uses everywhere. And we have to do a better job, colleges, universities, schools, technical schools, we've got to do a better job of teaching people how to be multilingual in our discipline, right? Our disciplinary pursuits in the education world have interdisciplinary applications, and we have to use those effectively. So come on, let's get what it colleges and universities and schools. We got to do a better job. Then the third reason having a college degree might make you less engaged in the workplace, impatience and entitlement. It's, it's real. I've dealt with that for many years. Uh, and I'm not just talking about, you know, 10 years ago. I've dealt with that. You know, in over two years, almost 22 years in my industry, I have dealt with self-entitlement and impatience for at least 15 to 17 of those years before I really figured out that I had to be patient and learn and do what I was good at right where I was in the job I had. So... So those are the three reasons I think you might be struggling with being engaged. Even though you have a college degree, you're you're much more educated um, than workforces of past. What can we do? What's the solution? I think there's three things. First, realize you may not initially do exactly what you went to school for. But here's this is key. Listen. Every function you learn in every job you will have will build a strong working foundation for what you do know. So I did learn quite a bit from my American Studies and Political Science major. When I got to the national leadership level within my company, a lot of those skill sets were very helpful. Most of all, the ability to write effectively and communicate. Jeez, my thesis paper was 120 pages as a political science major. You did a lot of writing and a lot of talking, right? That skill has probably in recent years, now that I'm at, you know, at the regional and then the national level within uh, my industry, those skills helped me. As a matter of fact, I remember interviewing for a national job And one of the comments back to me was, you do a very good job of conveying information, conveying meaning, and communicating to those around you. Well, heck, I learned that as a political science major, poli-sci and American studies. You learn that kind of stuff. 
And so the further I got along in my career, the further I went up, the more I now see that a lot of my disciplinary skills back from when I was pursuing my educational degree have interdisciplinary applications in what I do today, which has nothing to do with the major I pursued in college. So realize that what you may do today, um, what may not uh, be what you went to school for, but stay focused and do every job faithful because you are fundamentally learning things that at some point as you go up the pyramid, those things that you did learn are going to kick in because those are strengths. Those are passions for many of us. Those are things we really like. That's why we majored in them. They will help you. They may just not apply directly in the way you learned them back in school. No, I'm not a politician. I don't really want to be a politician. No, I'm not an attorney. I don't want to be an attorney. But the skills I learned in communicating and writing, I use every day very, very effectively in the job I have. So that's number one. Number two, your subject matter or your degree, that what you were taught, what it taught you um, was not just for that specific subject area. What your degree taught you was more than just facts. You learn behaviors that work in any setting. In my example uh, that I just used, should outline that really clearly. And just number three, and we're done, guys. Be patient. Be patient. You are going to feel entitled. Self-entitlement is real. And you're going to feel justified. And you may be. But I just got to tell you, you're not entitled to anything. You're just not. And if you're sitting in a place feeling disgruntled, angry, acting like somebody stole your bicycle and you're ready to tromp off into the night with an attitude. Listen, you can leave, you can stay, doesn't matter. You're not entitled to, you know, whatever you want, when you want it, at the time you want it. Be patient. And I can tell you, for 22 years almost in my industry, it is only in recent years that my career really took off in a vertical direction. And I had a lot of jobs that were basic, mundane jobs that I had to be faithful to. But by doing those jobs faithfully, I learned things that brought me to the place that I am in today in my industry and things that now I use to talk about on this show. So the three things we can do to make sure that we don't let our engagement be stifled, one, Realize that what you went to school for, you might not do initially because most jobs don't come in with a very specialized, specific focus. The entry-level jobs are typically generalist jobs because you need to learn the whole organization. You need to learn all the pieces of how the clock works and winds together before you specifically start specializing in on one area of the clock. You know, and then number two, know that your subject matter didn't just teach you facts. There were behaviors you learned in the pursuit of doing your job that you can tap into uh, in, in the pursuit of getting your education. I mean, that you can tap into while doing your current job today. There are. 
Look for them. They're there. Number three, be patient. I hope this has been helpful. Anyway, that's my two cents. I'm sure there's a lot of talking heads out there and pundits with a whole bunch of different theories on that. You got mine. I threw mine into the ring. I hope this was helpful for you. I'd love to hear your feedback. We have an extremely educated workforce with a lot of them with college degrees. So I know that you want to sound off on what I just talked about. Hey, please take a moment uh, and go to at Ari Witted at Twitter or Facebook, AriWitted.com, um, uh, any of those places and give me your feedback. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, and then again, I always ask you to take a moment, go to iTunes, write a comment, write a review, uh, and rate us. That's how the show keeps moving up uh, uh, in, the, in the ratings, and I can't do it without you. So much thanks to my listeners. And then, of course, can't leave without saying thanks to my producer and audio engineer, Christian Wittit, and my creative design guy, puts the pretty face on this show, Sharvin Witted. Thanks, guys. You're a great team. And uh, stay tuned because for the month of December, they will be doing a 2014. It's been a phenomenal first year. And they will do, uh, through the month of December, 2014 in review. Till next week, we'll see you. Be blessed.